he's not dead. Embarrassed, Kirk gave a sheepish smile and said, Well, that would seem to be an important point, wouldn't it? The corridor back to the elevator seemed twice as long and his footsteps twice as loud. He thought of Crystal and how horrible it would be if she had to walk through this basement to identify his body. She was right. His job was unfair to all of them. As much as he hated the repetitive paperwork and tedious hours behind a desk, Kirk decided that after this assignment he would ask for burglary detail. Besides the safety factor, the job would be less intrusive on his family life. Nurse Betty was much less friendly than her co-worker in the morgue. Kirk didn't take her sharp answers personally. He chalked it up to the fact Betty's responsibilities were much greater. After all, she had fifteen patients that needed constant monitoring, all of whom were a short distance from going to the basement. Kirk left Nurse Betty and found room 26B. Randy and Brian were seated at Sylvia's side when she woke in the dovetail house. Where's Josh? I want to see him. Randy explained that a helicopter had taken him to Vegas and that he and Brian were waiting to drive her to the hospital. She remembered Josh laying like a corpse on the ground and began to cry. Is he dead? The young men looked at each other, then at the floor. George had told them that Josh probably wouldn't make it to Vegas. We don't know, Brian said. He was alive when they took him away. Sylvia stood up and looked for her purse. There was nothing in it she really wanted, but she just needed something to hold. Then she remembered it had been destroyed in the fire. Her bottom lip shook, distorting her pretty mouth. Josh was all she had left in the world. She wanted to be with him now. And if he was dead, then that's where she wanted to be. Dead, too. Where's Helen? She's at George's with the elders. She asked me to give you this. Randy handed the worn, leather-bound book to Sylvia. It's a long drive to Vegas. We should be... Let's go, Sylvia said, clutching the book. She walked out of the house ahead of Randy and Brian. She stared at the old gray Nova with an expression of doubt. It runs better than it looks, Randy assured. He tilted the front seat forward so that Sylvia could get into the back. She froze at the door of the car. Her legs shook in the baggy jeans. She forced herself to calm down. This was not the mail jeep, and these boys were not rich and maudy. Hugging the black book, she closed her eyes all the way to Vegas and concentrated on the same thing that had gotten her through the kidnapping. Josh. The door to 26B was open. Even so, Kirk knocked lightly on the doorframe, announcing himself. Sylvia was sitting on a chair, pulled up next to the bed closest to the window. The first bed, near the door, was empty. She held Josh's hand. It was a distressing sight.
Kirk had a mental picture of Crystal sitting beside a hospital bed, holding his hand this way. Nurse Betty had informed Kirk of the details of Josh's condition before he walked in. The first bullet damaged the liver. The second bullet ricocheted off a rib before exiting out the left side of his body. The third bullet passed over the stomach, missing all his major organs, but lodged too near the spine to remove it. Due to the loss of blood and substantial internal bleeding, the doctors gave Josh only hours to live. I am truly sorry to intrude at such a time, Mrs. Taylor. Kirk paid a respectful glance to Josh. He couldn't help but feel sympathy for the unconscious man who lay connected to various tubes protruding from his nose, mouth.